0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Ask Tyler with questions from my Patreon, answers here on the YouTube. I don't want to waste any more of your time with a long intro, so let's jump straight into question number one. So from Drew, he asks, who is the Chiefs wide receiver to own in Dynasty? Well, as you know, they have Rasheed Rice, they have Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, Justin Ross, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. For me right now, it's Rasheed Rice. Players like Sky Moore, who have 22 receptions and 250 yards as rookies, never succeed. He had similar production to David Bell. We're not talking about David Bell. So the only reason we're talking about Sky Moore is because there's a wide open depth chart. Kadarius Tony has had two years in the NFL. Kind of feels like a bust. Justin Ross is getting a lot of hype lately, but he's an undrafted rookie. Long shot. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is just a guy. For now, I think it's Rasheed Rice. But I will say, they need a real wide receiver one to pick up from Travis Kelsey at some point. I don't think they have that player. I think that player is not on their team. I think it's either going to come in via trade or via a first round pick in a future year, but of the players they have, it's Rashid Rice. What techniques do you use to help new dynasty managers become better at trading and making evaluations? Well, The main thing I would tell you is that roster construction matters more in redraft. In Dynasty, you want to focus on draft for value, trade for need. In Dynasty, you're going to be able to make trades. The league lasts for a while. In redraft, you cannot rely on making trades. So that's probably the biggest thing uh, carrying over. Make sure to use the Patreon spreadsheet on my Patreon. The link is up at the top right and also in the show description. And then additionally, just remember that positions are valued a little bit differently in Dynasty. You want to focus on age, focus on building around wide receivers more than running backs, even more than in redraft. Um, And then, of course, uh, the DM advice on the higher tiers of the Patreon is the best way. Let's see. When should contenders consider sending off their own first-round picks for currently producing assets while chasing a title? A low first is worth much less, but it's still decent. I usually like to wait a couple of weeks, and I also want it to be at a value. I want to get a value. And also, if you wait a couple of weeks, you know that the player you're buying is actually coming out this season is good. Sometimes players come out and they're not good. So that's usually my approach. I like to be very conservative about that. And I also like to get a lot of value for my firsts. But typically, uh, a couple weeks in. Uh, So I will say I'm recording this on Friday afternoon. So if something happens with Dalvin Cook between now and then, sorry. But how much do your rankings and projections change for Dalvin if he signs with the Jets versus the Dolphins? I've talked about Dalvin Cook a lot. It does not seem like NFL teams are really interested in Dalvin Cook as a starter. The interest is lukewarm. So on the Jets, Brees oh, Hall, I think, is going to be ready after a few weeks. Dalvin Cook's just a backup. I mean, looking at my redraft rankings, I'm going to have him outside the top 25. He's in like the J.K. Dobbins, Alvin Camaro range at best. Maybe like RB27 or 28. On the Dolphins, there's a shot. That's a good scheme for him. He could be the starter there. There's, I like Devon A-Chain, but he's not that scary. Probably have him around RB20 if he sounds with the Dolphins. So the Dolphins is a much better landing spot than the Jets. I do think there's more momentum to the Jets, though, than the Dolphins. The Dolphins just seem like we're willing to pay Dalvin Cook X. We'll take him at X amount. If he wants more than X, we won't, we're not going to have him. The Jets, I feel like, are more likely to overpay, especially with Aaron Rodgers taking that pickup. And in kind of the same vein, how confident do you feel about Brees returning to the guy that we saw at the beginning of last season? I'm confident it's going to happen this year. I think he's going to be ramped up a little. First three games, don't be surprised if the workload, just like last year for Brees, he took a little while to uh, acclimate to that role. But I think by week five, he'll he he'll be full, full go. Let's see. How do you determine when to stop trading to improve your team as a contender? Well, you never stop trading. You always want to work to improve your team. However, there is a phenomenon of over-tinkering. You don't want to over-tinker. Don't make bad trades just because you have a trading addiction. But I would never say stop trading. You always want to trade. There's always room to improve your team. Uh, There were a couple of reviews of the Patreon. Whale, um, he said about last week's show, another great show, learning so much and signing up for the Patreon. There's nothing better than the Patreon. The YouTube I'll be cutting back on the YouTube. There's going to be the main show. There's going to be these shows. Probably not going to be any other videos. There's going to be these Patreon question shows. Main show on Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern every week. But that's probably it. Other than breaking news every once in a while, it'll be shorts in addition to that. The Patreon is where you'll have to go to get the big info and to ask questions for this show. And then, oh, this was funny. Uh, I made a comment about George Bacons on the last show, and then he had a big training camp highlight. So, you know, it happens. From Sergeant Scrub here. Uh, is Robert Stevenson's value more likely to be higher, lower, or the same this time next year? It really can't be higher. He's already 25, and he's entering the season as a projected workhorse. Next year, he'll be 26 and can renegotiate his contract. How old does that usually go? Not very good. And basically, he's a must-sell for me in rebuilds. Him. I think this is the highest his value is ever going to be. I don't know what he could possibly do to make his value go up. So, yeah, I'm going to say lower. And pretty easily. In a start nine Superflex format, how much depth would you ideally want? So I will say depth is generally underrated. You often end up starting seven or eight extra players over the starting requirements throughout a full season. So I'd probably want at least 11 good players. If you have nine good players and nothing else, you're not going to win that way. You need at least some depth. At least two relevant players past the starting requirement at a minimum. I probably want three or four. Well, that's my take on depth. And then this one, let's talk, uh, Traylon Burks. What expectations do you have for him alongside Henry and DeAndre Hopkins? Could he find himself in a situation where he's handling the immediate work in Tannehill supports to fantasy relevant wide receivers? Um, so I do like Traylon Burks a lot. I think he's still very talented. However, I think he's going to struggle to really hit at a high end this year unless DeAndre Hopkins is totally washed. I have Traylon Burks, wide receiver 33 in redraft. But in Dynasty, I'm all in on the buy low because I think he could show enough that if the Titans turn their offense around for next year, maybe after Derrick Henry walks, they have more of a passing offense. DeAndre Hopkins is one year older. We could see Traylon Burks make an ascension. He was a great prospect. He was picked in the first round. He showed talent as a rookie. So I have not given up on Traylon Burks. And people are writing him off in Dynasty just because a 31-year-old wide receiver signed there. Most 31-year-old wide receivers, I know DeAndre Hopkins is great, but most 31-year-old wide receivers are not very good. They, they don't end up being superstars. So we'll see with Traylon Burks. But I do like him, and he's a big Dynasty buy for me. And then the last question we actually had was, do you play any instruments? Patreon cares question. <laughs> I love this. Um, I don't. I played the piano as a kid. Oddly enough, my high school for some reason had steel drums. I did play those, if anyone knows what those are. I wasn't very good at that either. So music uh, is not my area of expertise, but I do appreciate the question uh, and anything like that. You know, I like to talk about football, but I also like to talk about other stuff. I will just add one more thing since we have a second. The Alvin Kamara news dropped today on Friday when I'm recording this, suspended for three games. It's very interesting. I'm a little worried that Kendra Miller could get involved and then Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams could all split the backfield. For me, I think Alvin Kamara's price is going to rise and redraft into the top 25 running backs. I'll be out at that price. No interest. Not worth it uh, with his upside, taking a player who's going to be suspended. In Dynasty, I didn't move him. I already had a suspension uh, priced in. And we're going to cover that as well on the main show. Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It'll be our opening segment where we'll get the people's takes on Kamara, all my co-hosts. But once again, I appreciate everyone for watching this video. If you're here, make sure to like the video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notifications bell to be notified about all future content. That's the best way to support the channel. If you want to ask questions for a future show, make sure to sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasyadvice. It's also in a link at the top right of the video and in the show description. But for now, I appreciate everyone for watching until the end of the video. Thanks to the audience. I'm getting hyped for the NFL season and I will see you all next time. Peace out.